welcome in to a new episode of Quick Hits. My name is Blake Pace. We have got a Wednesday episode going up on a Thursday. Blake, why are we having a Wednesday episode go up on a Thursday? Well, great question. It's a funny story. I went to my bank a couple weeks back and... uh, They just recently rebranded themselves. They've got a new company name, new logo, all this fun stuff. I go in to just deposit some money, and and she goes, Oh, would you like to get a a new debit card with, uh, you know, the updated logo? Sure, I got nothing to do. So I go ahead, do that, get all that through, and and as soon as the card goes in to to reprint the new one, I get like a loud, just like T-Rex sound from the machine. Oh, shit, Blake. Uh, our machine is broken, it's down, we deactivated your old card, gonna have to come back in a few days, get a new card. Okay, no worries, I've got, I've got, uh, Discover card, I've got other ways to, you know, pay for things, and so, I go back eventually, get that new card, and it has a new number, and of course, I don't think to go through every purchase or every subscription service that I'm on and just go change the number. Basically, what has to happen is I'll get an email for each one down the road that says, hey, we failed to make a payment. It's like, oh, shit. Okay, you're right. I had to get the new card, so let me go in and fix that. Um, The lovely podcast uh, production studio platform, Captivate, uh... Really, out of I I've, I want to say this too because I've I've used three or four different types of platforms to kind of put out the podcast episodes and stuff. I really like Captivate. Um, it's a really nice platform. The analytics are pretty easy to take a look at. The marketing distribution they got a lot of fun stuff. So I like Captivate what they've got, but I have to pay for it. Didn't realize until well, it was yesterday that they were gonna take out another payment, and all of a sudden. Uh, no episode is allowed to publish that day. So um, I was out at work all day, got home around six, didn't have time to, you know, upload it during the day. So I thought, all right, we're just going to make this, uh, we're going to make this a Thursday episode. So got all that fixed up Wednesday episode on a Thursday, which means we're not going to be able to have some just league wide story talk. Um, we are going to take a look at my updated NFL power rankings through week 11 of the NFL season. Um, and then, of course, as always, we'll finish up the week with a gambling show or a betting preview uh, for week 12 of the season coming up on Friday, uh, which will be tomorrow. Um, back on track with the gambling. Back on track. Uh, let's see. Just a, just a teaser. We went 11-2 and two, uh, straight up. Picking money lines. Should have been 13-1, and one, but halfway through the episode... I somehow convinced myself I wanted to take the Redskins over the Jets and change my mind. Uh, against the spread, we got a few more wrong, but we did go 9-4. and four. Uh, sh- Like I said, should be 10-3, and three, but that I took the, the Redskins instead of the Jets. So, back on the winning ways. Uh, game winners, finally back on track too. Um, and uh, so we'll head into that for Friday's episode and then start the whole damn thing over again next week. And we run through what would be week 13 of the college football season and week 12 of the NFL season. So going to dive in through all 32 NFL teams from worst to first and uh, give some updated notes on them. So let's just start in right now with my number 32, still my number 32. It hasn't moved from, uh, I guess, the last three weeks now. 
is about the uh, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they are the worst team in football. Um, just a simple breakdown: inexperienced head coach, bad offensive line, just a lack of star players. Um, yes, Ryan Finley did not look good uh, this past week against. Um, oh God, who'd they even lose to? They lost to the Oakland Raiders. Um, you know, I thought he moved the ball decent against Baltimore. Um, of course, there were a couple turnovers in that game, but a uh, really low completion percentage against the Raiders' defense. Raiders are one of the hotter teams in football. Um, I'm excited. The Bengals do have some lighter opponents through the rest of the season, so I, I don't think there's any point in making the switch back to Andy Dalton. Just, I mean, you know, you're moving on from him. Might as well, like I said, see what you got in the young guy, and he's got some he's got some light opponents on the horizon. So I'm expecting a few positive games that can get his uh, get his track record, or his, I, I guess he'd get his uh, overall. You know, oh, Jesus, his overall performance and, and just uh, kind of be on the upswing of things. But uh, Bengals at 32. Right ahead of them, 31. They were 31 last week. They'll probably stay 31 for a bit. Uh, the Washington Redskins at 1-9. and nine. Um, You know, losing to the New York Jets and losing pretty badly. Uh, secondary is awful. I love their front seven. I think their offensive line is pretty good, too. Um, but man, did you see that weird, the, the, the big, the big takeaway from that game was the awkward interaction between Dwayne Haskins and his offensive lineman, uh, on the sideline, um, really just seemed like the, the, uh, the offensive line doesn't have much faith in their quarterback and, and really doesn't want to give him too much time of thought. They seem to be on a pretty different level. Um, Redskins are bad. One of the worst teams in football, so one of the more dysfunctional franchises in all of professional sports there at 31. At number 30, and down one spot from last week, had him at 29 heading in to week 11, but I've got the New York football Giants. Uh, the big thing for the Giants now at this point, you're at the season, you're 2-8, and eight. it's another lost year. Is Pat Shermer going to be fired? Uh, you know, what's the defense going to look like in this offseason? Um, how are you going to maximize and fill out the rest of this roster in free agency to build around this young offensive core that is enticing, to say the least, before you have to start, you know, giving extensions to the likes of Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones. Now is the time for the Giants to move on from their head coach if they know Pat Shermer is not the guy, bring in someone, and then just load up in free agency. Try and maximize on this tight window and really just make a worst-to-first run uh, if you're the Giants. Before you have to start paying those star players, it's best to try and just fill out the roster around him. But a uh, bad team this year. Uh, sit Saquon Barkley for the rest of the year if he's not at 100%. I just There's no reason to put him out there if he's not healthy. Uh, Giants at 30. Up one spot. Um, and it, a third win of the season for the New York Jets. But like I say, every win for the New York Jets is a loss for uh, April 2020 because they move further up the draft board. Uh, now at three and seven. Um, ideally, I, I yes, you're not getting one of the premier talents in this draft class, but I also wouldn't say that for the Jets picking in that seven to ten range is bad because I wouldn't blame them for taking you know a, a top tackle, um, you know like uh, an Andrew Thomas from Georgia, something like that. So Jets uh, just as dysfunctional as the Redskins. Um, don't get why Adam Gase is going to be back next year. A lot of things that I just, I don't like. Still a really bad team. Uh, Jets up one spot from 30, but still sitting at 29. 
28 and standing still. Uh, the two and eight Miami Dolphins. The winning streak ends in Miami, uh, but there are some some more winnable games down the road. They get a matchup against Cincinnati. They get to play the Jets again. Um, so you know, I, I know Miami's got their multiple first round picks and maybe aren't as worried as their first one. Uh, you know, ideally you'd like to see Miami still be in that top five or at least have the ability to trade into the top five to be able to take uh, the quarterback of the future. Um, but love the foundation being built by Brian Flores. Uh, this team will eventually be on the come up and, uh, and I, I, I just, I love what's being built there. Uh, Miami at 28, 27 and down one spot, the Denver Broncos, uh, 20 to nothing halftime lead in Minnesota, not able to pull out the victory. Um, you know, to have a talented team on the ropes through the first half in enemy territory is a great start uh, to any game. But then, um, you know, I don't think anyone was really surprised that the Vikings ended up winning that. And so um, this is a bad team. It's a bad roster. Injuries have kind of derailed the season. I'm excited to see Drew Locke come back. That's kind of the last saving grace of the season for Denver is if they can go into the offseason feeling comfortable uh, with at least one of the quarterbacks on their roster. Broncos at 27. The LA Chargers at 26, and they are also down one spot from last week at 25. They're at 4-7. and seven. It was a close, close game against the Chiefs. Um, I don't think it was necessarily a a, a, an awful performance from from the Chargers, but Phil Rivers, uh, four interception game. He has looked pretty pretty rough uh, this season, especially the last two weeks. I think that's a combined seven picks. Um, it's 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 an it's an injury filled roster, and, and I feel like the Chargers just repeatedly have just terrible injury luck. Um, but then you know, of course, Phillip on the decline doesn't help. Um, wouldn't be surprised at this point if we either see, you know, the Chargers take a quarterback in the first round and issue in a new era, or if Phil decides maybe it's time to hang him up. I'm not sure. But um, Chargers right now down one spot at 4-7 and seven to 26. 25 and also down one spot are the Chicago Bears now at 4-6. and six. Um, Do I have all these records right? I'm trying to make sure if I update them. Yeah, I should. <laughs> uh all-time classic moment with Matt Nagy benching Mitch Trubisky before the final drive um, for a hip injury. Whether it's legit or not, I don't buy it. Um, I think that the former coach of the year is trying to save his own job, and uh, the best way to do that is to separate yourself from Mitchell Trubisky, who uh, should be on his way out of Chicago after this season if the Bears are smart about things. Um, empty roster, bad offensive line, defense isn't doesn't have the same pop as it did last year. I love Chuck Pagano, but Vic Fangio had those guys playing at a much better level, and it's tough for that defense to consistently try and bail out an offense that can't put points on the board. I get the Bears down to 25. Really disappointing season for Chicago. At 24 and down three spots, um, and that's more so, I mean, they're, they're still the same team to me, but I've had other teams kind of jump them in the meantime. I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm just excited to see a different quarterback take snaps under center for Tampa next year with Bruce Arians and the, that receiving core. Um, hopefully, by next year, a, a better offensive line and run game. Uh, it's going to be fun to see uh, if, if someone else can take a crack at it and, and have success in Tampa. Um, it's not Jameis. Same stuff about this season. I mean, he, he just did not. He looked awful against New Orleans. Uh, Buccaneers, 
24. One of my highest risers of the week up four spots to 23. The Atlanta Falcons, you motherfuckers. I pick you to be my one seed in the NFC. I put a little bit of money before the season on Dan Quinn to win coach of the year. I'm going to admit that now. You start off the season awfully. You know, you're 1-7. in seven. And then, of course, the moment that I finally am like, okay, I'm going to start betting against the Falcons, that seems like a pretty solid move. They beat the Saints, and they beat the Panthers. And I just, I'm losing all my money this year on Atlanta. I hate them. Um, you know, I like the run. I like the run uh, that they're on. You know, I <laughs> I really hope Dan Quinn doesn't save his job because of this because um, I think it's more just a, a fluky kind of streak that they're on. Um, they'll win again probably this week against Tampa Bay. Um, but, man, they have they've taken so much of my money this year. Falcons up four spots to 23. Down two spots from 20 to 22. The Jacksonville Jaguars now at four and six. Last place in the AFC South. Uh, Nick Foles. I liked. I thought he looked good coming back for the Jaguars, but um, on the opposite side of the ball, I mean, the, the Colts just murdered that Jaguars defense, opening up hole after hole on the ground game. Colts had two 100-yard rushers, um, and and on offense for the Jags, they they were moving the ball. They just couldn't get it into the end zone. A couple missed opportunities. Um, just kind of confused about the defensive effort from the Jags uh, and really how quickly they've fallen from being the premier defense of the league. I got the Jags down to 22. Down three spots from 18, de- down <laughs> all the way down to 21. I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers now at 5-5. Five and five. Um, Whether or not he's having a helmet thrown at his head, uh, Mason Rudolph is bad at football. Uh, he's just not good. I People were quick to jump on the Steelers bandwagon after, you know, wins over, it was the Dolphins, the Colts, and there was one other bad team that they beat too. Oh, well, they beat a, a Rams team that has got their own issues, it has been inconsistent. So that win, I guess, people w- were like, oh, now we can start buying in. I never bought in. I only had them at 18 heading into the week. Their defense can be great. Got a lot of young potential, but if their offense can't do anything, you know, without Juju, without Ben Roethlisberger, without James Conner, I just you can have a good offensive line, but if your playmakers aren't aren't good, you're not going to be able to keep it up uh, in the NFL in 2019. So Pittsburgh kind of just a uh, uh, talented defense with nothing, nothing interesting on offense. I got them down to 21. Up two spots, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, 3-7-1. and one. Um, Really, they just keep rising because every week Kyler Murray, uh, Kyler Murray just looks amazing on the field. He's throwing piss missiles all over. Uh, his anticipation on receivers' routes is just is, is, is amazing. He's got great ball placement. Um, and he's looked good twice against a very talented San Francisco defense. Um, Cardinals are a mess elsewhere. You know, the entire rest of the roster is pretty weak. But they've got the franchise quarterback figured out. It seems like they've got, you know, head coach with Cliff Kingsbury figured out. You got the two parts. Now we just got to build around. Uh, excited to see where the, the rebuild takes them. I got Arizona up to 20. Another team up four spots. 
Um, just like the jump that the Falcons made. I've got the Cleveland Browns at 19. Uh, and they're going to keep going upward just because of favorable second half schedule. Um, they're going to push, you know, towards an above 500 record when things are said and done. They'll probably be in that eight and eight, nine and seven range. Um, but don't get fooled as a team with an inconsistent offense, a weak secondary, and a head coach who just he looks lost in uh, in his first go at it with Freddie Kitchens. They're going to start winning games. They are. They've got an easy schedule coming up. Um, they should. If they don't get to 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9, and nine, I'll be very shocked. But uh, I got the Browns up four spots to 19. Up one spot. Uh, I like the way that they came out against Dallas. I've got the Detroit Lions at 18, 3-6-1. At the end of the day, this is, you know, injuries really derailed the season for Detroit. No one should have expected this team to win uh, win games with Matthew Stafford out and Carryon Johnson out. Um, you would think that their defense would be a little bit better with Matt Patricia as its head coach, uh, but also I just think that they really haven't landed the right guys in free agency yet. Um, I still think he has a chance to, to make a pretty pretty talented defense in Detroit, um, but it, it just wanted, it's just a lost season. You can't lose your... your your rising star running back and your, I mean, Matt Stafford was playing at a, at an all pro level uh, before he got hurt. Um, Detroit up one spot to 18 down one spot to 17. And I, I could have felt okay. Eh, I'll keep them ahead of Detroit. Uh, at 17, I've got the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, you only lost to new England by a score. The, uh, the offense, can't move the ball up and down the field without a deep threat over the top. Without Deshaun Jackson, this offense is is nothing. It's it's Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Can't trust any of the other wideouts to, to create separation. Um, and when you get behind in games like that, you can't um, you can't just rely on your run game to, to ground and pound. You need to get the ball moving down the field. And so um, the Eagles look. They probably finish seven and nine, eight and eight, and just miss the playoffs. Um, and then the goal this offseason, address the secondary and address some some uh, some more reliable receiving options. Philadelphia to 17. At the midway point, I've got the Tennessee Titans at 16, currently 5-5, five five, coming off their bye week uh, this past week to take on the Jaguars this Sunday. Um, if they're able to take care of that, look, they're above 500. Do I think that they're a great team? No. Do I think they're better with Ryan Tannehill than, than Marcus Mariota? Definitely. It's great to have a quarterback that actually has some confidence in himself and his abilities to push the ball down the field. Um, AFC South is crowded right now, and I'm not going to say that I, you know, I expect them to blow out Jacksonville. I feel like Jacksonville and Tennessee will play themselves a pretty close game, you know, like a 1917 type range. Um, with, with Tennessee, you know, Slightly coming out on top, and they'll be above 500. It's not an easy. They've got one of the most difficult uh, second half schedules in the league, so probably around that seven and nine range again, maybe eight and eight. But they're just an average team. Maybe can upgrade this offseason with a with a drafting a quarterback in the first round, and that really hits. But um, you know, I like the roster. They just you know, a couple things here miss. They're they're just not great. Uh, Tennessee at 16. Down two spots, uh, despite winning this past week, all the way to 15, I've got the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and I think the biggest reason for me having them fall down is, 
you know, it has it has nothing, nothing to do with Dak Prescott. It literally has to do with everything except Dak Prescott. I still don't trust Jason Garrett as a head coach. Ezekiel Elliott has not been able to get anything going in the ground game. I think he had like 40 yards this past week. And then the defense. Everyone was, uh, you, you look at the numbers and the defense had had, you know, pretty great last two months statistically. But then you take a look at the quarterbacks they faced. The most talented of them being Sam Darnold. Uh, to, you know, to, you know, really throw against them in his first game back after Mono. Uh, and and then Jeff Driscoll, like, threw the ball all over him, put up 27 points. It's not a good defense. Run game can't get going. It's it's the Dak show. And he's got a tough one against New England. Uh, should be an interesting game. But I, I just, I they're the best team in a bad division. They'll make the playoffs. They'll lose in the first round. That's the story. The pay Dak Prescott. Cowboys at 15. Down five spots. Gosh, dang it. Carolina. Just like last week with the Saints, uh, the Panthers lay an egg the week I finally choose to buy into what they're selling. Uh, also losing to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and, and specifically with Kyle Allen. I, I was really impressed. I, I spoke about it last week. I thought he held himself in there against Green Bay and was able to, especially that last drive, get the ball down the field and give him a chance to win that game or to, to tie it, excuse me. But, um, God, he, he looked awful against Atlanta. And so uh, outside of my top 10 after I finally put them in, down to 14, I just, uh, yeah, just a, just a bad showing. Still think that they're a solid team. You know, they probably stay in that 8 to 8 range also, but I don't know. I guess I'm I, I guess I can't buy that uh that Kyle Allen is the guy. Panthers all the way down to 14. Alright, and up two spots to number 13. We've got the Indianapolis Colts. Um Jacoby Brissett comes back into the lineup and they dominate the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, he didn't have to do much. The ground game was unbelievable. Offensive line dominated the trenches. Marlon Mack and Jonathan Williams were insane. Um, but they lost Mar- Marlon Mack. And that's just another injury to... I mean, God, that offense is missing its top three receivers. T.Y. might be back. But you're missing T.Y., Devin Funches, Paris Campbell. Now running back... Uh, you were missing Jordan Wilkins for a little bit, but now you're missing Marlon Mack. Their secondary is banged up. Uh, they, they just can't get a fully healthy team out on the field. And of course, a short week now before that, and they got to take on Houston later tonight. So I'm not sure how that game's going to go. I don't like the Colts odds just because of, you know, just, just because of the fact that they're so banged up right now. Uh, but this is still, you know, when they're all together or when they're mostly together, uh, a solid team. I got them at 13. One spot ahead of them and down four spots to number 12. The Houston Texans absolutely pummeled by Baltimore on the road. Um, not going to totally abandon ship because the Ravens are one of the hottest teams in football right now. Um, Houston wins games if they can keep Deshaun Watson upright. He was sacked, what, six times against Baltimore? Um Colts defense has been getting a little active recently. That's been kind of what's been pulling them together is the defensive effort. And so if they can bring, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson down, that's their biggest chance of getting the win. But if Watson can stay upright for the majority of that game, I expect the Colt, the you know, the Texans to uh, to win that one and retake the lead in the division. Uh, I've got them down four spots, 
think they have a good shot of beating the Colts this week, but I've got them at number 12. Up to 11, one of the hottest teams in football. Up three spots from 14 last week, all the way to 11, just outside my top 10, and I probably could have swapped them now that I'm looking at it uh, with, with, with number 10. Um, I've got the Oakland Raiders at 11. Schedule is so easy. I think they've got... Um, They've got the Jets this week, so then you move Oakland to 7-4. and four. Um, Defense is getting off the field. They're forcing turnovers. Not a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but they got some young guys that are improving. Max Crosby had a really solid game this past week. Um, the rookie class has been phenomenal for Oakland. And, uh, and yeah, they're, they're just grinding away. If Kansas City doesn't watch out, <laughs> Oakland is creeping for that division lead. They're just a half game out of it. Uh, so... I, I love watching them play. They're always they're they're one of my go tos for uh, Sunday ticket. I gotta have the Raiders on uh, when they're playing football. Got them up three spots. Could put them at ten very easily, but I've got them at eleven, and uh, I got the Bills at ten. You know, I was I, it was a good showing by them to come into Miami to go to Miami and and make it a more convincing victory than their first time playing the Dolphins in Buffalo a few weeks back. Um, one of the things that I just I wasn't really thinking about for a while, and it, it does show a lot of value for projecting long-term success, is that Buffalo has one turnover, I believe, since October. Uh, they're not turning the ball over. Josh Allen, is that's what the most surprising part is, because Josh Allen is known as an inaccurate quarterback that just chucks the ball up. He's not turning the ball over that much. And so if they can continue, uh, you know, Winning the time of possession battle, not turning the ball over, and letting their defense hold you know opposing teams to 16 points or less. I like their odds to keep winning games, and the schedule's pretty easy too, so I've got them in my top 10. Up two spots and back into my top 10 after pushing them out last week. Ugh, I don't I don't feel great about it, but I've got the Los Angeles Rams. It wasn't a pretty win over Chicago, but the biggest reason that I have them jumping up is because we finally saw some life in their run game. Todd Gurley was very active, uh, you know, pushed extremely well between the tackles. They've got two rookies on the offensive line now, and I want to say it's the right side, right guard and right tackle, that absolutely dominated up against a, a talented Chicago front seven. And uh, if they can get that going now, by the time they get Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods back, this offense can get humming again, because Jared Goff... Needs more time in the pocket. If the offensive line is playing better and there's more of a focus on stopping the run as well too, then that's going to give Goff plenty of play-action opportunities, going to have more time in the pocket, and when he gets his receivers back, this offense will pick up the pace. Still not still not giving up on the Rams. I think, they're, I think they've got a shot at making a run for this wildcard spot. And that's because I still think my number eight team, which is where we're going next, has a chance to blow it. The Minnesota Vikings... The 8-3 Minnesota Vikings. Um, the, the reason that they're jumping is because I have some other teams that have fallen. You know, Houston dropped out of the top 10. Carolina dropped out of the top 10. Um, and so Minnesota keeps slowly climbing up. But I'm still holding on to the belief that, that Kirk Cousins has a, a giant choke job to finish out the season. And uh, we're all of a sudden just just laughing at, at kind of what they... Uh, what they failed to accomplish. I mean, you take a look at the rest of their schedule. Uh, they've got their bye week. They come back. They've got the Seahawks, divisional game against the Lions, an easy game against the Chargers, and then Packers, Bears. So if they lose to the Seahawks, maybe the Lions trick them up. They hold on to the Chargers, 
and the Packers. Then they're off to, what, 9-6? and six? And if the Bears can hand them that seventh loss in Week 17, Bears are going to play those Vikings tough. And if all of a sudden there's a team that is up there that is that is pushing for 10-6, and six, uh, you know, in, in the wildcard hunt, um, the, the, the Vikings have a real good shot at, at blowing this. And I, I just, I think it's still out there. Still putting... Still putting it out there that I think the Vikings are going to blow this somehow. But uh, they keep rising. They keep winning. Other teams keep disappointing. I got them at number eight. Number seven and down a spot. I'm getting really concerned uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they've officially separated themselves um, closer to the third or fourth best team in the AFC. Uh, The fact that Phillip Rivers threw four interceptions and they were one possession away from, uh, from winning that game. I mean, that's not good, Kansas City. It, it was a clunky game. Not sure if it had anything to do with the location, the turf. There was a lot of factors that could have gone into that. But even their offense kind of just looked like it was missing. Mahomes looked off. Just a weird game. Um, if we see it again this this upcoming, uh, or I guess they've got their bye, so next week, and they come out slow again too, um, I, I'd be worried. I'd be worried, especially with, especially with Oakland coming around. They got a chance to win that division. Uh, but Kansas City, I still think star players and a head coach that is extremely creative and innovative um, make them a top 10 team. I've got them at seven. Up to number six, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Kind of like the Vikings, it's just hard for me to trust a team. Um, now, I, the reason I don't trust the Vikings is because of Kirk Cousins. It's not the same with the Seahawks. I trust Russell Wilson. I just don't trust everything else around. They keep squeaking out narrow win after narrow win. Uh, but look, now they're 8-2. and two. Wilson is playing out of his mind. I can't think of any reason to have them any lower than number 6. I, I, You have to think their momentum slows a little bit at some point, though, right? I mean, they can't just keep getting lucky and lucky wins one after another. You know, they should have lost to the 49ers. 49ers should have won that game. They didn't have a kicker who was on the team for, what, the third day or four days had been with, with the 49ers. You know, they should have lost that game. You think the Thursday night game that they had against the Rams, the Rams should have won that game. Zerline doesn't miss that field goal, what, eight out of ten times. And then you're looking at a 6-4 and four team instead of an 8-2. and two. So I think that their luck slows down a little bit. I think Russell Wilson still starts playing out of his mind but isn't able to finish the job. Um, but interesting game coming up though with, with them and the Seahawks. I mean that, you know, that'll be a fun one to watch in a couple weeks. That's a Monday night football game too. We're getting some, we're starting to get some good Monday night footballs, uh, Seahawks to six. And then look, my top five, it it stays the same. My top five didn't change at all this past week. It starts with number five, the new Orleans saints, eight and two. I like the product. They're kind of like a, a, they're kind of like Philadelphia, but on steroids. They're that other team that can't push the ball vertically down the field uh, with their aerial attack. And for, you know, the Saints, it just doesn't matter because they've got star players that the, the Eagles are just missing. Their defense has been extremely strong. They're, they're almost near flawless on the short to intermediate routes in the passing game. Just can't push it deep. Um, and I've got them at five. I, I just don't think they'd be able to keep pace right now with a San Francisco or a Green Bay uh, on offense. So I've got the Saints at five. Four, the Ravens stay the same there too. 
you could make the case they're number one. I'm not gonna kill you if you do. Um, I just I it it takes a it takes a lot to you know make me trust you. I trust you know my number one and number two team because I see them there. I, I see him I see him doing it every single season. You know, with my number two team, I see the quarterback doing it every season. With my number one team, I see the entire team doing it every season. It takes a lot to earn my trust right now. And so for the Ravens, I love what they're doing. They're the hottest team in football. Lamar Jackson is a cheat code. And um, I just, I think when it comes to facing Bill Belichick again in January, and you've already shown him how you're going to beat him, uh, that's that's the biggest mistake you can make because he's going to find the counteract to that. And uh, and I just I just can't trust him yet. But they're one of the hottest teams in football. So I've got them at four, the Baltimore Ravens. To number three, and to be completely honest, you could you could switch my three and four if you wanted. I wouldn't hate you for it. But I've got the San Francisco 49ers uh, at number three. Great roster. Very exciting head coach. A little worried about Jimmy Garoppolo being able to win games on his own. Um, you know, Tom Brady, he's at a point... I don't think he can win games on his own. But the the what is great is he never has to, really. He's never in a situation where he has to. Um, and for the 49ers, when, he, when Garoppolo has been in situations that he's had to, some of them he has shown up, sometimes he hasn't. So it's just wishy-washy for me right now. Um, he was able to do it against the Cardinals a couple weeks back. Cardinals, terrible defense. But um, other than that, his wins have come from, from his defense and his rush attack. I'm not jumping ship on him. I've got him at number three. I'm just a little hesitant. My top two I'm not hesitant with. Number two, the Green Bay Packers. I get a prolific offense, a, a dynamic offense, run and pass. I get a talented offensive line. I get star players on the defensive side. An offensive-minded head coach who's getting better with every week. And Aaron freaking Rodgers at quarterback. What's not to like with them? Um, of course... They've got their biggest game of the season Sunday night against San Francisco, and you could argue San Francisco's it's their biggest of the uh, of the season too, because all of a sudden you could take a look and Green Bay could have the number one seed in the NFC. Um, but right now, I just think that if you were to put these two teams against each other, and we'll find out, I, I would take the Packers over the 49ers because I trust Aaron Rodgers more than I just trust Jimmy Garoppolo. I think both rosters and coaching staffs are amazing, though. Green Bay number two. And then, uh, number one, New England. Now I am starting to consider bumping them down again just because of how rough their offense looks, but I want to see Isaiah win back on the offensive line and see if that helps any bit with you know establishing a more dominant presence in the run game. Maybe it helps out Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, James White. If it has... Little to no effect, yeah, I'll start to be worried. I'll start to put them down a little and uh, and, and push them further down the ladder. But right now, I, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, I'm going to ride with them until they prove me wrong. And uh, I'm just at the point where I'm, I'm not betting against them right now. And I think, like you said, you know, Baltimore, uh, New England doesn't care about Baltimore taking that win in the regular season. Because New England's going to come back and take it in January when it matters most. So, New England at one. A little skeptical, a little worried about the offense, but not enough to where I would put them uh, below being my top team in the league right now. And so there we go. That is my NFL Power Rankings. 
post week 11 of the season. I'm getting sad. We've only got a little over a month of regular season football left. Pretty upsetting. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. I do appreciate it. We're going to wrap things up here. Make sure to follow me over on Twitter at BlakeAndrewPace. Make sure to listen to my other podcast, Reasonably Outrageous, with Matt Wyrick. We are... Oh, our schedule just keeps screwing us over. We are having a tough time finding a regular schedule. So we're working on that. Hopefully get some new episodes out there soon. Of course, that is a podcast covering league-wide topics from baseball to basketball to football. It's all in there. Uh, Matt's a very talented and smart uh, sports mind. So I really appreciate being able to work with him. Um, so yeah, go follow me on Twitter. Go check out that podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe to, to this podcast. Leave me a review. Give me a five-star rating. Um, I appreciate the feedback, but then yes, we will be back Friday, November 22nd, giving out my picks, uh, for week 12 of the NFL season. Let's make some money again. And then, uh, we'll probably talk tomorrow's episode also a little bit about next week's schedule. Cause I know we got the holidays, so I'm trying to figure out what that's going to look like, but thank you all once again, so much for listening. My name is Blake Pace. You're listening to quick hits and I'll talk to you tomorrow.